Hey, ushers, come on down. Uh, they've got some sermon sidekicks. We're in a new series entitled City on a Hill. It's actually the second week, and you can uh, take some notes in the sidekicks. There's some devotionals that you can read along with as well. And I just, I can't wait to dive and uh, do the, uh, open up the Word of God today. But can, can we just say thank you, God, for such a rich time of worship that we experience worship in music? Jeremiah and Emberlin and uh, Will and, and Brett, uh, just, oh, I, 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 I was looking forward. This is the second service I got to participate. There's not a third, so I have a little bit of lament that there's not a third service that I get to participate in that once again. Well, you are a city on a hill. That's, that's, the, that's the premise of the series that we're in. And what Jesus declares to individuals who follow him up a mountainside, um, he's going to pronounce nine blessings over them. He pronounces nine blessings over just a, a group of individuals that come from all walks of life. There's, there's fishermen. These are day laborers. And they've been, some of them have been told, yeah, set it, you know, stop being fishers of fish and be fishers of people. And they go, yeah, we're in. There's people who are sick. Their bodies don't work. They've been healed. They're following. There have been people who demons have been cast out. They're, 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 they're crazed. And, and yet, yet, God has touched their life and their father. There's people from all different kinds of regions. It is an incredibly diverse group of individuals that pursues Jesus up this mountainside, and, and they desire to hear from the heart of God. And he tells them nine distinct blessings. And I want you to think about a time when somebody might have told you who you are. And right after those nine blessings, he, he tells them this is who you are. Now, maybe somebody's told you, you're awesome, you're an all-star, and you really like that. Maybe it's more nondescript. You're a hoot and a holler. It's like, I don't know if I, how I should take that. Maybe, maybe, maybe somebody said something like, oh, you nitwit, and you go, mm, I didn't really, you know, maybe they said that with, with jest or whatnot. Uh, but, but you do kind of recall times people have said you are something. Jesus says, you are salt of the earth. You are the light of of the world. Um, and if Jesus says that, uh, for what it's, it's, it's really, 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 really important. It's really important. Um, it, it's, it's a bit of a thinker, but it is not overly complicated. You got to think on a little bit, and, and you think, like, oh, okay, you, you, we can get this, and we can own this, and, and we can live into this. I, I invite you to stand in this moment. I'm going to read you the, 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 the full section of Scripture. It's just a handful of verses. As Jesus pronounces on the heels of blessing over those who follow him up this mountain, before he unpackages great detail in the Sermon on the Mount, he goes, I'm, I'm hanging everything on this premise for you to get and understand who you are. Hear the word of the Lord from Matthew 5, verse 13 on. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown and trampled underfoot. Now, here's what I need to do. It's like, we're gonna, like, salt shakers right now. Can you do this? Can you do salt shakers? You got the salt shaker. Shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it. All right, shaking the salt. Okay, now ready for the next transition? You're the light. So start shining the light right now as you hear this. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. 
Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, so let your light shine before others that they might see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. All right? Let's shake it out. Shake, shake, shake. Shake, shake, shake. All right? Shine it. Let it shine. There we go. Lord God Almighty, these are your people. And this is your word. Salt, light. Lord, help us live into this. Lord, help us help those in this setting. These faithful people who, who have followed you, Lord, and they've come into your house today, Lord, may they experience healing. Lord, may they experience direction. Lord, for those who, who the enemy is throwing at them anxious moments, may you, may you settle them with peace and settle them with joy. May they walk out this day with such deep clarity that the living God has touched them that they can't help but share it with others. In your mighty name. And all God's people would say, would you say amen? Amen. Amen. Great. Go ahead. Have a seat. So the Son of God, the Savior of the world is telling you who you are. Uh, can you think of a time, kind of, kind of planted the seed, when somebody might have given you a nickname or told you who you were, they kept calling you that, whether you whether you liked it or didn't, hopefully you liked it. Uh, so, so, so I got, I got one, and it, it was, it's kind of nondescript. It was back in high school, sophomore, I'm 15 years old, and it was one of those pep rally things. I was on the basketball team, and the, it's, uh, you know, and all that kind of hooting and hollering stuff, and, and the coach is going to introduce the basketball team, and as he introduces the basketball team, the day before he said, I'm going to give you all nicknames. I mean, he didn't have nicknames. He didn't call us by nicknames. He just called us our names. So all of a sudden, you know, he's going down, he's going down the line, and goes, this guy, this is Scarface here. He's tough. I got Bulldog here. He's, you know, he just really gets after, and he points at me. There's Slingshot right there. He can just throw him in for anywhere and I thought well, that's, that's, I guess that's okay I mean I didn't know what my name was going to be and, and, and in this moment I thought yeah whatever so he called me slingshot you know what I remember it to this day apparently apparently it was kind of sort of a, a, a semi big deal I haven't forgotten what my coach called me 40 years ago when Jesus says you are salt of the earth it's a big deal when Jesus says, you are the light of the world, that's high-end stuff. It's, it, it just naturally is going to exude from those of us who pursue the heart of God. Okay, here's, here's a little, little context. Now, we're, we're going to understand measures of salt and light. We're just going to get it. But there are some things that those who heard it for the very first time are going to understand that, that we might not quite get. We're going to kind of jump into their shoes for a little bit. Uh, so if you go to the cupboard, you can find salt. If you flip the switch, you get light. It's like, oh, you know, doesn't seem all that crazy special. For most of human history, <laughs> generating light was laborious work. Like, light, like, that's a big deal to get light. Salt, it was so necessary it was so scarce, an ounce of salt was equal to an ounce of gold when these words were spoken, and for hundreds of years later. In fact, when you paid government workers or when you paid soldiers, they might take it in salt, they might take it in gold, a little bit of each. They needed both to manage. It was, it was this is 
big deal stuff. So both salt and light are life-giving substances. So the purpose of salt, here's what folks would have heard then, and we kind of sort of hear it now, but they would have really heard this in layers, that the purpose of salt, you get flavoring, uh, it's a preservative. In fact, there's, there's, heal, there's, there's healing dynamics with it, and it creates thirst. You know, you heard that term, are you worth your salt? That kind of comes, comes from this era, meaning, because I'm going to pay you in salt, are you worth your salt? It's, it's kind of a big deal. The one that we really get is we understand the flavoring part. If you've been watching any of those cooking shows, and they're, they're chefing it up, and they got judges, and all of a sudden, take me to Flavor Town. I'm going to put some flavor in that. I'm going to give it some zip. I'm going to give it some zest. And so that is one of the things that salt, salt can do to bland experiences. As a child of God, the fruits of the Spirit are to be love, joy, peace. If love and joy and peace are in you, and you bring that into settings where people do not experience themselves the Spirit of God, the fact that you have the Spirit of God, love and joy and peace, that's a big deal. You're taking this flavor town right there. You show up, and you are loving, and you are joyful, and you, are, you have peace, and you have wisdom. You just brought Flavortown into a blank, dank kind of setting. Here's the deal. Um, there's different kind of palettes for how much flavoring is appreciated. There are different kind of cultures for how much flavoring that culture is ready to receive and partake of. Love my mission trips to India not the food. Uh, I am, <laughs> I can't hang with the curry. Uh, and, and, and the friends that I've kept contact with since from my mission trips there, just, it's Vivek, it's Abraham, it's Anoop. They would look out for me on that trip. Uh, on those trips, they would just go, okay, you know, we want to give, give you as much spice as you can handle. You know, and I could handle a little bit, but I couldn't handle, but they wanted to give me as much as I could handle. I'm watching them eat. Watch out for the green stuff. If you go over there, the green stuff, boop, you know, that, that, that's, that's the heat. That really brings it up. Um, it's the same way when we're bringing flavoring child of God to different, to different atmospheres or to different individuals when we walk in when it comes to the words we might use. But, but bring the flavor but be attentive to the palate of the, of the atmosphere of that culture or, or that individual's taste, but bring them to Flavortown. Now, I'm, I'm going to give us some examples of how we might talk, some things we can say, but, but we got to know this, that, that people are going to understand that they're salt by, by, by the wonderful things that we do, by, by the fact that, that, that you celebrate the things that are celebratory in their lives, by the fact that when they're hurting, that, 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 you're, that, that you're near them when they hurt, when, that you, you bring joy, and, and you also don't bring a bunch of, you don't bring jealousy, you don't bring bitterness to situations. So, so say you're, you're getting that stuff, right, somebody, somebody's a little bit on the outs, and you go, hey, come, come sit with us, come sit with us. You're, you're doing those things, okay? Here's how we speak it out. Let me just give you some examples. So people love being outside, it's, it's beautiful. And there's that term, love getting out in nature. Just can't wait to get, if I can just say, if you flip the word nature for creation, it's really accurate and it honors God as the creator. 
And you might say, I love getting out in creation. In fact, you might say, I love getting out in God's creation. Little bit of flavoring. You're just adding a little bit of flavoring. It's not an in your face, just a little. I love getting out in God's creation. I love seeing this, just that little turn, twist of phrase. Um, I was going to say maybe, but not maybe, but I believe definitively God has done something in your life that you're really thankful that God has done. There, then sometimes we might think about physical healings, but other times there's attitudinal healings, like we, we had some stinking kind of thinking, and, and, and God turned us from being very despondent to, to having some, a, a measure of, of peace or joy in our lives, and, and you can give God thankfulness for the healing of, of your attitude, for the healing of your perspective. Don't, don't be afraid to share that. Not, not necessarily like, well, brother, let me tell you what's going on in my life. Praise God. They're just like, we, okay, that kind of, that kind of flavor town, bring it, bring it to this house here. But when you're out in some other kind of settings, you may simply say when it's appropriate, go, you know what? There was, I, I just have to admit that, that there are times I've struggled with being incredibly self-centered. I, I don't want to serve, but God helped me realize and put me into a, an opportunity to serve some, and God flipped my thinking. And, and God's really just, just give God praise for transformative healing works in your midst. For what it's worth in the Gospel of John, when healing is mentioned, it, miracles are mentioned, it's a sign. It's a sign that points to the fact that, that God is God and give God glory for the signs in your life. Uh, there's another one. Uh, so you're talking about the, the latest. Mar uh, Marvel comic movie that's out, or the latest Disney movie that's out, and and in them, and have now now they're not trying to tell you that Jesus Christ has defeated death. They are not trying to tell you that that Jesus Christ is the suffering servant who gave his life for your sin and is risen again, and you should put your trust in the Lord God. They're not doing that, but but they tell good stories, and all good stories borrow from the God story. Somebody's going to serve and do something sacrificial. And, and in some moments, as somebody will even serve to the point that they may give their own life out of love for other people. And in those moments and times, you're discussing, they go, you know what? It's, you know, that, that's a real reference to the story of God in serving and in sacrificing. And so I love it when they pick those out and, and do that. It reminds me of what God has done for us. And it might be that kind of flavoring that you bring. Let me give you one more. Here's, here's the last illustration in this, in having conversations. Encourage you to pray for people. So right there on the spot, somebody's going to go through something. Let's say they've got a job interview coming up. And you might go, oh, can I pray for you for that? And you get, you get an affirmative, God bless my friend in this job interview. Give them favor in that moment. Give them peace in their heart to interview well. And if this, Lord, is your will, just pave the way and allow them to learn things and have great experiences. Just pr pray the kind of things over them that you believe need, they need to hear. If you don't think that person is receptive to hearing the words, can I pray for you? If that feels too much flavor, there's such a thing as an open-eyed prayer that you can put into practice. So instead of saying, may I pray for you, you simply go say, oh, wow, you're going through that experience? My prayer for you is, and you just say what you would have prayed anyway. That's your prayer. They don't know. Like, and, and I tell you, people receive it. 
My prayer for you is when you encounter your mom, who you've had this difficult relationship with, that you will have the words to say, that you will have patience, that you will be able to articulate what, what you need to say in that moment. That's my prayer for you. You don't say bow your heads and pray. You just speak it right over them. Friends, you are the salt of the earth. You bring flavor. You bring, you bring a thirst for the living water. You bring a preservative effect to what is taking place. I just wanted to give you some samples. And, and the one dynamic that profoundly stands out to the folks, so, so we hear flavoring, that group would have heard preservation. It keeps things from going bad. It's, 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 like, it's like a healing balm, meaning that refrigeration in homes didn't pop up until about 100 years ago. So for all of human history, being able to have your chicken fried steak or whatever it is you want, you're going to have to pack that thing with salt and you keep it well over some period of time. What, what, what Jesus is saying, without you, child of God, things are going to stink. Things are going to go wrong. Things are going to get rotten. It's going to be odiferous. And the world is that way. That's, that's still a reality in our midst. The world without Christ followers has got a stench. And so, part of being a preservative is you pray. You pray over that spiritual battle and over the, because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. So if you're in a work setting that's a dark place, I just go walk the halls, walk around it, park in that parking lot, pray God's presence over it. I might do you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour that you might take a prayer walk in that moment. If you've got, if you've got uh, just, just, just rascal, Ralph, who's just just a just a nimwit. You, just, you go you go put your hand on his name on the cubicle or whatever, and you just pray over that situation and over that individual, and you and you walk it out and you talk it out with God, and you see what God does in that atmosphere as you break through with seasons of prayer. I d just know this that that followers of God, Christians, this is. Uh, I, I, I hope you're hearing you are the salt of the earth with, with your name included. You are the light of the world. But at the same time, know that when Jesus uses that, it's, it's plural, like all y'all. So when all y'all get together and are the salt of the earth and you stop things from going bad, hospitals get built and they have through the centuries. Education centers are developed. Orphans are taken care of. Wells are dug that bring water to communities that don't have it. There's an end to slavery. There's, there's, there's an end to the sex trafficking industry. There's all kinds of food is given to hungry people. You know what? Ultrasound systems are purchased so that people can see life at its beginning and make wise choices. That's what happens when there's a preservative effect of those who are being the salt of the earth. Um, I, I, I cleaned out my fridge the other day. My fridge. So my fridge is like, and you know what? There's some stuff that got odiferous. There's some stuff that just had to go, you know? this Without you, it's like a rank fridge just waiting to happen. You are so vital. Um, 
And some of you are finding out this. This was the eighth and the ninth blessing that Jesus gave. Blessed are those who are persecuted. It's just odd to hear. And then, then he doubles down on it. That's the eighth and the ninth. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Wow. When people misunderstand you and, and throw all kinds of insults because the kingdom of God, it, it really, the kingdom of heaven, it, it belongs to you. And, and we learn that as Jesus was an individual who was persecuted, and he was persecuted on two different counts. And, and we will find that as we pursue God's heart, we will as well. That there are times people want to throw stones at those who make stupid, selfish, sinful choices. And then we wind up saying, oh, don't throw stones. Don't throw stones. And, and when you wind up advocating for stones not being thrown, you get persecuted by some folks. Some even some well-intentioned folks. And then, as Jesus has barbecues and cookouts with folks who are tax collectors, those who basically have insider government kind of positions, and, but they've gone on the sly and kind of made a way for themselves to do well financially, those who are in the sex business and just sinners in a nondescript way, he has cookouts with them. And when he has opportunity, he goes, don't live a life of sin. Go sin no more. Hey, why don't you set that aside and follow me? Jesus doesn't celebrate aspects in those lives that are broken. Jesus doesn't celebrate when people dismiss the image of God for images that they create. And so there are times, friends, that we wind up being persecuted by being misunderstood because we don't celebrate that which God is not celebrating in people's lives and we don't throw stones at people either but we enter in and create friendships and relationships and we lovingly call people to follow and walk in the very image of God and then there's this quantifying dynamic. Oh, oh, this. so there's this thirst when, when that goes down, there's this, there's like you've heard that phrase, these pretzels are making me thirsty. You've heard that said. But now it's, these people are making me thirsty. I, I keep hanging around them and there, there's something about them that I have this desire for and that is for living water, for God to be in my life. And they recognize that it's not nondescript. They recognize that it's the Lord Jesus Christ because you're a King Jesus person because you're the salt of the earth and you pursue the heart of Jesus Christ. And here's, here's let, me, let me say this. Um, so, so, so someone, someone's here today. You didn't follow Jesus up the mountainside, but you showed up at a church in West Michigan. You're connected in an online way. And you're thirsty. And you know you're thirsty for the risen king. You know you're thirsty. You've been playing God or you've been setting other things up as God that are not God's and you're tired of making something else God that is not God. You're tired of seeking something that, that you think is gonna satisfy and it never does. And you are ready to say, God, forgive me. I want to follow you. Today's, to, to, today, today's the day. Like right now is the moment. Like right now, like it's not even a wait and come to the altar. It's like right now, you get to say, God, forgive me. I trust in the risen Savior, Jesus Christ. And I want to follow you. 
And I, and I tell you, at the, at the end of the service, as soon as you can, c- come up and talk to one of us about it. We would love to pray over you. I, I love when we are praying and gathering with one another. Friends, there's a baptism service in a handful of weeks that you're intended to be baptized in that moment because you are thirsty for the living water that Jesus Christ brings. There's this quantifying statement but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be salty again? And so I looked it up. Can salt lose its saltiness? And I found out it can't. <laughs> like, who does? Salt doesn't lose its saltiness. It can sit. Okay, there's preservatives in our salt shakers, so they're good in your, they're good in your cupboard for five years before they lose a little bit of flavor. That's, that's just wild, isn't it? And then, and then salt that, that, that doesn't have any preservatives, it's just always good. It's like, it, it, it doesn't just, and we, we think that when it gets thrown out and trampled by people, us in Michigan go, oh, that's awesome. Look at, look at what it does to the snow. It just melts the ice and all that. Light. There's this backup dynamic to light. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. And then, here's, here's what Jesus says. Jesus says that he is, like, I'm the light of the world. A beacon, a lighthouse, you're not going to shipwreck your life if you follow Jesus Christ. What, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Just, can we, okay, can we, can we do our most, like, can we do the, can we, can we shake it out? Just shake, 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 shake. Okay, all right, this little light, I'm going to let it shine, shine, shine. All right. Um, so the purpose of light, Here, here's three dynamics that they and we understand. It displaces darkness. Um, Jesus says, uh, Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. This is such, this, this is in John chapter 8. It's all through the word of God. It, there's a reflective nature uh, that, that Jesus is the one who is the light, and we reflect his nature. I was kind of jamming out to Toby Mac last night, you know. I'm not that cool, but I, I like to listen to people who are cool. And uh, he says, we, uh, I, I, I want to I make your light. I want to reflect your son. This is the only world we know, so we got to make this third rock glow. It's, it's this dynamic that we are reflectors of what God has done, and it is just naturally noticed. So it says in Ephesians 5, 8, for you were once in darkness, but now you are the light of the world, so live as children of light. A city on a hill is in this elevated position, so people from all different distances and all different directions are going to naturally notice. Um, Here's what Isaiah says, that the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. Those living in the land of deep darkness that a light has dawned. You've had that experience. And then it goes on to say, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, he'll be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And then there's that quantifying question again. So who lights a lamp and puts it under a bowl? And Jesus goes, nobody does that. You, you, you don't do it. So if you have a sense that that has been a dynamic in your life, that, that, you're, that, that, that you're losing your saltiness, that you're hiding your light, like who does it? We don't do that. Just, ah. You shine like stars. It says in Philippians 2. You shine like stars in this universe in the midst of this crooked and depraved generation. 
Can, can, can you shine just a little bit now? Shine just a little bit. Help me out. Help me out because, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read Toby Mac again. I like Toby Mac and light shine bright. It's like, it's like is this a hip-hop song with like some great theology. That smile might be joy. That's connected to the spirit. The spirit may be contagious if you dare to go near it. I love that. I love it. He's like laying down incredible theology in a hip-hop song. And, and God is desirous. You are the light of the world. And when you shine, it's contagious in a good way. You shine like stars in the universe. And then here's this qualifying question. Um, if that light is hidden intentionally, who, who does that? Let your light shine. So Saul, walking on the road to Damascus, is blinded by the light of the risen Christ. And he was blinded for a period of time to indicate to him the spiritual state that he was in. And then he's going he's to get his name changed from Saul to Paul. And he tells a story at the end of the book of Acts in Acts chapter 26. And, and he said uh, that, that God rescued me to appoint me, to send me right back to the people that I was part of and also to people that, that, that are going to be new to me, to the, to the Gentiles. Friends, some of you have that story of that once you were, that once you were walking in spiritual darkness and then God has illuminated your life with his presence and God's sending you right back out again because you understand what it means to walk in darkness. It's not fun to walk in darkness, is it? Think about the time you've walked in darkness. You stub your toe, you bang your shin, you, or, or think about a time that you've, you've, you've put your ensemble together in darkness. It doesn't go very well. Wear mismatched shoes and weird things that don't. I mean, I have enough trouble anyway getting out of the house without being corrected. You know, um, uh, some of you. You know, when you do things in darkness, just a little bit of light illuminates a path, and a lot of light makes a way where there seems to be no way. Friends, would you stand at this time? I want to give you a charge. I want to give you a challenge. And here it is: as we put together the purpose of salt and the purpose of life, know this: that that they're both valuable. You are valuable you are so valuable to god the, the people would have understood salt like the valuable stuff you're needed life doesn't happen without salt people are not nourished people are not healed without salt people do not have direction you are needed it's distinct it's okay to own this you are different <laughs> you're not like the rest of the world it's okay. So, so what happens is there might be persecution in moments and times and seasons, but also know that it creates a thirst. It creates a dark. Because sometimes those very same people who don't get it, eventually the Spirit of God is at work in their life, and they do get it, and they've seen it through you. Stick with it. Stay persistent. You are distinct. You are partnered with the living God. And if you would, can, can you shake it and shine it for just a little? Like shake, shake, shake. Let, let your light shine. Okay. So I want you to read Matthew 5, 16 together. If you can shake and shine and read together, all right? Let's do that. All right, I know it's hard. Here we go. The word of the Lord. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father who is in heaven. Amen, amen. May God bless you.